Lazy dots and dozy dots and little lancy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yes, lazy dots and dozy dots and little lancy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Lazy dots and dozy dots and little lancy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yes, lazy dots and dozy dots and little lancy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? If the words sound queer and funny to your ear, a little bit jumbled and jivey, sing Mersey Dots and Dots. I actually really like the original version of that song. I mean, it's like evocative of a different time, like a like a preferable time in American history. Yeah. I think that's why David Lynch uses it. I think that's why. I think that's why he does a lot of things in this show. That's true. And a lot of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, Hello. I am Harrison Coford, and this is the Three Fish in a Percolator podcast. I am joined by my regular hosts, Bradford Taylor. Yo. McKenna Guttery. Hi. And a special guest this week, uh, my own wife, Sarah Coford. Hi. All right. Um, Ooh, I like that intro. <laughs> um, yeah, I bet you did. Um, so... Uh, how are you guys doing? How did you guys like this week's episode? McKenna, how did you like this week's episode? Um, it was really good. I was a little underwhelmed just because the first episode It's somewhat episode shorter. Was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was very impressed by the first episode. Yeah, so was I. Um, yeah, it's... But it was it, really good. It was weird watching it. It's kind of like, oh, this is a lot less information than we got last time. It was kind of like sad when it ended. Yes. During the last scene, Brad was like, oh, yeah, that's that's it. That's this it. is how it's going to be from now on. But we got more time with Dale Cooper, which was Yeah, we did get a lot excellent. more time with Dale Cooper. And he had some great one-liners in that episode. Yeah, he did. It was awesome. Yeah. We're, yeah. I'm glad you're excited to talk about this. This is going to be great. Brad, what, do you have any thoughts on the episode? Yeah, I mean, just to the Dale Cooper thing, if it wasn't clear before that he was the main character of the show, it's definitely clear from the get-go of this episode because it starts with him talking to Diane and... He's there the whole time. So yeah, cool. absolutely. Um, well, let's. Uh, we're gonna take. We're gonna go to a new segment. Actually, I think I alluded to the segment last week, um, and we're gonna do it in earnest this week. Brad and I want to talk about something before we get into the episode um, called Wisteria, and so we're gonna go to the bookhouse to uh, do that. Are you feeling it? McKenna couldn't be more confused <laughs> during that. <laughs> um, okay, so, Brad, so, in the news recently, there's been a lot of talk about David Lynch's new Netflix show that he is in pre-production on right now. He was supposed to start filming it last year, but um, because of COVID-19, it has been pushed back, but it's going to start um, in actual production in May 21st of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of rumors <clears throat> that it's going to be Twin Peaks related. Now, we can't and we won't discuss how it could be Twin Peaks related because that might spoil something from either The Return or Fire Walk With Me or something that we just haven't seen yet. And I want to spoil that for McKenna. Anything yeah. could be a spoiler for me. Literally anything. Like, all of yeah, it. all of it. Um, yeah. So we definitely have to toe a line, but I think it's cool to have like doing a segment like this yeah there, there are youtube channels that are devoted to twin peaks news and they'll upload a video like 
every month about yeah. nothing. Yeah. So I think not having it as like a consistent thing, but just like, hey, we learned something this yeah. week. It's uh <laughs> yeah, shout out to those YouTube channels and we're we're happy that you guys have something to talk about. Yeah. Um but one thing that keeps I keep thinking about is that about over a year ago, I think it was twenty nineteen? It was in twenty nineteen, um the Museum of Horror Films in I can actually I don't that that's not I know that's not the official name for the museum in LA but it's a it's a museum about uh horror film history in LA tweeted that anyone who's a fan of Twin Peaks is going to be very excited about some news that's going to drop in 2020 and David Lynch's daughter works at that museum and so then the next day um Kyle McLaughlin who plays Asian Cooper posted like something Twin Peaks related on his Instagram and um. Michael Horse, who plays Deputy Hawk, posted a picture of Hawk shushing someone, and it's basically just like, "Hey, everyone, chill out until something gets really uh, announced." And then the the next year would have been the announce of this new show, Wisteria, or actually, it's also being called Unrecorded Night. Mm-hmm. So, just was something that we wanted to bring up, talk about a little bit, and uh, be look, looking forward to in the future. I'm excited to get further in the show so we could talk about like what it could leave? be about with McKenna. Do you want me to leave? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> well, I, I don't know I if there's go. something. That we have talked about that I would could bring up that wouldn't be well, a big deal. I would only the only thing I would be saying is how it could connect <laughs> and it'd be bringing up like future plot points that haven't been addressed yeah. yet. So I guess yeah, it wouldn't be terrible for me to say that just with what he's done on Instagram, like recently, oh yeah, you don't, do yeah, you with like Kyle. That? No, yeah. oh yeah, no, I think that's fine. Okay, it's really not a big deal, but he doesn't dye his hair very much. No, it's and like he it's recently like perfectly gray. Has just recently dyed it black again. Yeah. Which, it was dyed black for the return, and it just recently got dyed black. And also, he has been in um, Snoqualmie, Washington, with his family for like like, the last couple weeks. And this show, it's supposed to be, now there are two different like versions of this story. One is that there's going to be 23 one-hour episodes, or um, there's going to be nine two-and-a-half-hour episodes. I would love that. Which... Just sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, and I know that the return wasn't easy on Lynch because he's old. He's mm-hmm. literally in his seventies. Yeah. Um. Decrepit. So if they're going to be spending that much time in production, it makes sense if Kyle McLaughlin moved his family up to Snoqualmie if they're shooting up there. Or he went for the damn fine cup of coffee. Or that, just that's that for a, a whole month. Yes, that's also or a possibility. Or the cherry pie. Or the cherry pie. <laughs> All right, well... Um, Kenna's like, I'm just such a huge fan. I know all these quirky references. <laughs> That's all I know. Um, okay, we're going to we're gonna play the uh, Log Lady intro one more time um, and so that we can talk about it a little bit before we get into the episode. So I'm going to play that right now. I carry a log. Yes. Is it funny to you? It is not to me. Behind all things are reasons. Reasons can even explain the absurd. Do we have the time to learn the reasons behind the human being's varied behavior? I think not. Some take the time. Are they called detectives? Watch and see what life teaches. I don't understand all of that. Also, I just want to say as a declaration of this podcast, um, let's try to keep the um, easy jokes about log lady to a minimum. 
Because I, I know, mm-hmm. I know that it, <laughs> I know we'll get out of hand. Log lady, I don't understand. Oh, okay, that's that's it, good actually. then, I guess. Too young. Okay, so, um, I mean, yeah, I uh, is she doubting the detectives in that? Is that what she's saying? I don't know. Um, I do like that she talks about how everything has a reason, and it kind of insinuates that. A lot of what we're going to find out this week is, like, the reasons behind different people and, like, what they do and, like, why the way things are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily true for this episode. There's something illustrated, too, because she's kind of talking about some supernatural biz. And, like, she's like is, it, like, is it funny to you that I carry this log? It is not funny to me. And then in the episode, like, she's like, ask the log to Cooper. Yeah. And Cooper's oh, yeah. like... I'm not gonna do that. And she's like, "That's what say, I thought." No, I know he doesn't say anything. I know. Well, I, I kind of feel like he would. We'll get to that yeah. later. He doesn't though. say anything. Yeah, no, no, not yet. But behind just... closed doors, maybe he would. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh. Not to the log. Bite. He's like, "Hey, log." Yeah, totally. I oh, think, yeah, because he's yes. eating. Yeah, I think he's mid bite of cherry pie, and he's in front of his, you know, associates, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna like deal with crazy lady right now." But you know that Dale Cooper would talk to the log. Um, I don't think you're bringing up yet. a lot of po- anyway. points. Mm-hmm. Also, I just think that that's why we have you on here right now, Sarah, is for these different perspectives. I appreciate this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't I make think us regret this. We'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit later. But um, with that, why don't we? Uh, why don't we go ahead and go to uh, Twin Peaks? <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. It's beautiful. Kenna, what are your thoughts on the theme? Uh, the song? Yeah. Amazing. The song? That song? I love that song. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Whenever we watched this, like the first time around, it would be silent before the theme would start. And as soon as it started, these guys would pretend like... It was like orgasmic or something. And it was so pretend. <laughs> <laughs> like that you don't know. It was so uncomfortable. Especially we were talking about this because with the log lady intro, it kind of fades into the theme a yeah, little it bit. Does. Yeah. But in the return, there's like a pause and it starts to light up, and then it's just like it just hits yeah, you. Yeah. The like, return. Oh, man. It, the theme in the return is like I don't know. It's like it it it's it's a force to be reckoned with you yeah. have to watch there's like it. a tiny delay but yeah yeah it hits you that's true in the first episode it like it like demanded that i was just staring yeah. at it but the second time it was different but it's it still amazing you know <laughs> second time losses you know it, it it doesn't feel the same that that bass i think it's a rickenbacker yeah. bass it's incredible or of redenbacher bass okay but i want to say though about the theme song is that it totally sounds like soap drama. Like, totally. Just, it, it yeah. sounds cheesy, but it also sounds like quality composition. And I feel like that is a perfect introduction to the entire show, which is like, if you're not familiar with Lynch and you go and watching this, you're like, these are the cheesiest actors I've ever seen. Like, they're way over the top. This seems just like a cheesy soap opera, but you're so drawn into it. Yeah. And so, with the theme starting in that way, I just think it sets it up, sets your expectations up perfectly. I absolutely agree, especially because a lot of people say that Twin Peaks is a parody of soap operas, and that's not true. Twin Peaks is a soap opera. Um, and it's just using the conventions of soap opera, like 
to its advantage and like uh, subverting expectations, which is why it's so great. Um, okay. So in the opening scene. Okay. The fact that it opens up like this, he's hanging upside down. What's he doing? <laughs> What's he doing? I, I would know, say I aligning his back. That seems Could like, be that. yeah. It's like a way to wake oh, up, really? maybe? Yeah. I don't know. No, it's or something some that you do. If you have, like, back issues or, like, you need to, like, realign your spine, you lay upside down, and that's that'll help you, like, realign. Because he's not doing, like, sit-ups or anything. Yeah. Brad is confounded. He has nothing not, to add. He's just like... Not... I'm not... That's funny. Um... This is Brad. I thought it was something. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I could press it. Let's <laughs> see what. Yeah, no, I have the key right here. Oh hey. Um, hey. Not all of them work right now. So, uh, I yeah, I think it's interesting that he did that. I thought it was more of like a hang upside down, do like upside down, like pull ups, like or like crunches. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be something like that. Shut up, bitch! Okay, um, got it. <laughs> it's just the number two. Yeah, no, that's um, the only one I need to know. Um, yeah, it's, but it's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. He has he has those. Uh, I don't know if Cooper's a light packer or a heavy packer, but he has <laughs> enough room to put those those like hook f- feet things in for him to hang upside down. I with. thought you were talking about the boxer shorts. <laughs> 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 Is he a light packer? Or a, how did a that? Heat packer? How did like, that? He's a heavy packer. Fit, that's fit down there. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought you were saying. <laughs> okay, so um. Adrian Cooper's hanging upside down. He's talking to Diane about the Great Northern. He does have a TV in the room. He starts talking about the the morning cup of coffee. Um, he also mentioned something at the end that I just wanted to mention that I read in David Lynch's biography is that he says, what really happened between Marilyn Monroe and the Kennedys and who really shot JFK? First of all, David Lynch and Mark Frost, the first project that they worked on was a script for uh, a Marilyn Monroe biography. They're going to yeah. do a biopic on Marilyn Monroe. A David Lynch biopic on Marilyn Monroe would have been pretty amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Working on, I feel like a lot of the elements from that biopic, biopic probably went into Twin Peaks with like uh, Audrey and Laura seem like kind of Marilyn Monroe types. Hmm. Audrey oh, looks like a, a Marilyn point. Monroe well, type, yeah, except she's Audrey. brunette. I think that people were shocked by her death and shocked by learning about Marilyn Monroe's life. Yep. And that's yep. very Laura Palmer. The whole thing. Totally. Was like, oh wow. You know she. She That's was like cool. America's sweetheart yeah. to think that she was dealing with something horrible or that she was doing drugs or that she was like dealing with something that was so bad that she couldn't handle it. Yeah. I think really was wild for a lot of people, especially people like David Lynch that would have grown up watching her movies and like it would have been a big part of their life. Yeah. Okay. But I want to know what did you think kind of watching Cooper just randomly say that at the end of that scene? Confused. Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really pick up on why he said that in the yeah. moment what you guys are saying is i didn't know that i didn't know they worked on that but that's cool uh at really the cool. also in the biography david lynch like states out what how he believes jfk died like hmm. he was like certain that local um politicians in the south killed him he was oh, just like dude. yeah that's what happened it's actually gotcha. funny he, he he states it out plain simple like i don't know why no one else has come to this conclusion hmm. um he seems very into it so then we cut to an incre- one of my favorite scenes from Twin Peaks in general. And actually, I'm going to play some audio from it here uh, for us to listen to so that we can reminisce about it real quick. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. 
You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. I've had, I can't tell you how many cups of coffee in my life, and this, this is one of the best. Now, I'd like Here two eggs over hard. I know, don't tell me, it's hard on the arteries, but old habits die hard. You can see hard. it in your mind. Just, just about as hard yeah, as I want those I eggs. Bacon, super crispy, almost burned. It's making me hungry. Cremated. <laughs> That's great. And I'll have the grapefruit juice, just as long as those grapefruits are freshly squeezed. Are freshly squeezed. <laughs> I didn't catch that the person that watched either. it, and this I time either. I was like, oh, and wow. what she's wearing is total hourglass figure. Like, Literal you know what Bureau I mean? Of investigation. So, Special David Lynch Dave wants you to think about more than just grapefruit juice, you know? Can I sit here? Horn, unless I my guess, your father is Benjamin Horn, the owner of this fine establishment. So I imagine you can sit anywhere you'd like. I'd also like to add it would be my pleasure. Thank you. You're here investigating the murder of Laura Palmer. Were you friends with Laura Palmer? Not exactly. See, Laura tutored my older so we brother find out Johnny, Johnny. times a week. Yeah. Johnny's 27. He's 27 years old and he's in the third grade. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. He, she says it's he has emotional problems. I don't think Runs that's a problem. Family. I don't think he has emotional problems. I think it's... If you're 27 and still in the third grade, there's a lot more going on than emotional problems. <laughs> well, isn't that intellectual? I'm, I'm talking I mean, about like yeah, sexual diagnosis. So like what, what would that be? She's being sensitive. I guess, but then it, it runs in the family. Are you alluding to yourself? Yeah, she's or? trying to say she's wild and crazy. Or is she dumb? She's not dumb. Well, no, I know. It's like that's what she's alluding to, though. Audrey is not dumb. Hey. I think she's actually saying my family's crazy. Also, I just want to say her hair in this episode compared to episode one is a million times better. Yes, Immaculate. totally. I, we yeah. brought that up while we were watching it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to run through a couple of the bullet points of the scene. I will say, yes. just as long, David Lynch has excellent hair, so maybe that's why he loves people with excellent hair. A second note. A second note. Somebody, we were watching Riverdale, and Riverdale, everyone is beautiful in that show, and you shouldn't listen to anything coming out of their mouths because it doesn't matter. And that's kind of the appeal of that show. Is like, they're so hot, just you don't need to hear what they're saying. Like, they're hot. It's fine. And this show, it's like... They're so hot. I need to pay attention to what they're saying or I'm going to miss what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> so first thing I want to point out from this scene is that uh, Audrey and Cooper's chemistry is, like, incredible. I know. Like, actually palpable. Yeah. And he doesn't realize at this he does he realize at this point how old she is or does he know? No, I don't think he knows. Yeah. I think the way she dresses doesn't say high school to me. Yeah, definitely not. She well she I think it, like she it. could be by looking at no, her. No, 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 for sure she could be. I don't know if he's automatically thinking, "Oh, this chick's in high school." Yeah. I think it's like she pretty seems young to be girl. Working there are you okay? She, are you Is everything all right? <laughs> young pretty girl. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't Easy. think he cares. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but it is. It's a, it's a great scene, and it kind of kicks things off very quickly. This is like one of the first time we've we've ever seen her interested in anything. Yeah, totally. Or like engage with another character, really. Actually care. Yeah. Because yeah. everything else has been she okay, beelined Bob. straight okay. to him as soon as yep. she saw him too. She, she 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 like wraps herself around that corner, and then she's like, "Oh yeah." Well, I can. Although Im I think she knew that. 
he was I think she knew who he was. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Knew that he was there. It's small town, like rumors. Where does boy quickly, at? Yeah. Where does boy at? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's what she was doing. Is it? Mm. Can you confirm, Kenna? I can't. Okay, cool. Uh, wasn't um, there. They talk about <laughs> if Audrey knew Laura and she talks about how Audrey used to tutor Johnny. Uh and that Johnny is twenty seven years old in third grade. I think at that point you don't you take them out of school, right? Like, what's the point of... There's no point. Yeah. Also, she says he has emotional problems. Emotional problems is like... Is like... I don't know. I Does feel like mean... that would be more like depression. Does she mean social like problems? I think she means intel- uh, like like intelligence problems. Yeah, but... Okay. Well, then she... And then she flips it back on herself by saying... If runs in the family. So maybe she's saying... I'm a, well, I'm a very easy girl. <laughs> with, like... I guess with that, though, like... If you have like an extreme like emotional trauma, that's gonna block you intellectually, and so okay, maybe something happened like trauma in their childhood, and it affected Johnny more than her, and that's why she's saying it runs in the family. Okay, you know what, Kenna, on your long sheet, write down right under Harriet on people we need to check in on. Write Johnny Horn. Okay, so we have Harriet Hayward, Harriet Hayward. I just put that together, and Johnny Horn. Okay, cool. Uh, Thank- yeah. Anyway, they, they they flirt a lot. She shows him her ring, and then she's like, she talks about palms, like sweating palm or itchy palms. Yeah. Oh, Do yeah. your palms ever get itchy? I think is what she asks. It's a general question. I don't remember how that conversation ends. Uh, I think it ends with her looking at him like, hmm. Really? And then it just cuts to Cooper walking to the sheriff's station. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, it, what's Andy doing at the beginning, Brad, of this scene when Cooper walks in the sheriff station and there's the blowtorch? <laughs> staring oh. directly into the blowtorch, <laughs> just like eating something, I think. He's just staring at this guy with a blowtorch. Um, it's really funny. The guy has like goggles on and everything. He's all geared up and Andy's like this close to the <laughs> thing. So the last that we saw Truman, the sun was rising over the lake. River? Lake? Pond? I think it's a river. It has a name. Um, the Great Northern River. Is the Snoqualmie mm-hmm. River a thing? I feel like it is. Yeah, the Snoqualmie River, River is a thing. So he was then. with Josie on the riverfront as the sun was rising. So this is probably what, like, three, four hours later, he's scarfing down a donut in the police station, right? Like, yes. that's how the timetable works out. So he, he's running on, on no sleep. Yeah. Um... So Cooper comes in and they just he just runs down the whole day with them of what they're going to do. And he ends it by saying that he wants to talk to the Palmer family, but give them a couple of days because they still need to grieve, mm-hmm. which is cool. And then that, that he has to urinate. So next they talk to Dr. Hayward. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about how Laura died. Yeah. And they talk about uh, the fact that someone bit her shoulder. And, and it she, was self-inflicted. Well, well his, they said, said he was talking about the bite marks. I think yeah, he tongue. got bite marks. On, she had bite marks on her shoulder, and then bite marks on her tongue, and that she had sexual relations with at least three men in the last twenty-four hours of her life. They ask her. They ask him when they can talk to Ronette Pulaski, and he says he basically says like no time soon because she's been through a lot. Also, I don't think she can talk. Is she in a coma? Is she in a coma? Is that a coma? No, I don't. I, don't, I think know it's things. more just like she. She's is not heavy nap. She's not responsive. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think she's even in a nap. What you guys are getting hung are up the on options? the mental states of these people? Well, I literally, in my mind, it's like if you're not dead, 
you're and you can't talk, you're in a coma. That's no. like or paralyzed. Her and Johnny are just having a rough go at it, <laughs> and they're not there due to some emotional issues. What yes, is, emotional problems. Yeah, you gotta take a trip. And to it runs in the family, man. <laughs> then <clears throat> we cut to uh, now. <laughs> I need to <laughs> I need to verify what the name of the company Leo works for. What was it? Was it it was like <laughs> I don't know, something silly. I'd... It was something pussycats. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Was it I think I, it was I, I think it was I think it was Big Pussycat. I think it was Big Pussycat, yeah. yeah. So Leo, um, <laughs> who is the employer of the month for Big Pussycat, is out getting his truck ready to get going. And Leo comes out and or no, Shelly comes out and she's like basically saying like looking hey. great. Yeah, she looks fantastic. She's really great. Yeah, the R and R diner for being a small All town right. diner has mm-hmm. incredible clientele. Yeah, they do. Um, or rather, Leo should I say employees? Does not deserve her. Oh, have you seen his ponytail? Absolutely not. No, He's the employee I, of the month for big pussycat. It don't, it don't matter. <laughs> he is the big pussycat. I, I don't care <laughs> if he has a big pussycat or a big anything else. He is so terrible to her like she walks out and, and she's like oh yeah i did all these things for you and he's like uh, no you haven't no you didn't i have more food. laundry yeah such a yeah thing. what is with i that went rude. poopy in some of these <laughs> hey did you hey did you do all the laundry yeah yeah i did no you didn't here's some more it's like that's so okay odd. yeah are you also yeah, trying thanks. to become a magician on top of being big pussycats employee of the month <laughs> yeah because that's good for you um and so why is there laundry or why is there a washing machine outside? I, don't I know. think that I've is never brilliant. That. How? Because it's loud and you don't want it inside <laughs> your house. Also, okay. they're doing major Unless you're going to beat I'm your sure wife with a bar have... of soap, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. then you do want it to yeah, be but loud. Look at, look at all that <laughs> is next to that X. that washing machine. That like oh, yeah. that work shelf. It's like it rains all the time there. That's their house true. is in serious state of disrepair. They don't have like sheetrock up at all. And... Similar to their marriage. Ayo. Sarah's just happy to be here. So uh, <laughs> I'm happy that Sarah's here. So then Shelly finds blood on Leo's jacket and she puts it in a she says in a drawer. Blood. Yeah, she 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 blood. does identify. She it. pulls a freaking Norman Bates blood yeah. blood <laughs> <laughs> mother. Um, and then Leo comes out and tells Shelly that Norma's there. Uh, and then Leo grabs her cheek and is like, "I'm gonna come by sometime during the day. Leave me a piece of pie." Um, and Kenna said that she was really like into it. I never said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> never mind. I would. What would you do? I would be. What was that? Okay, wait. <laughs> as soon as I first saw that. Yeah, why didn't Shelly talk like this whole scene? <laughs> 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 I'm going to be a piece of pie. The first time I saw that scene, I was like, oh, Leo totally did it. Like, this is. We're, yeah. we're going to find out I that Leo did it. I did initially think that as well. Well, he's got blood on his well, jacket. Well, he did do it. So anyway, okay. um, <clears throat> at least, I mean, all signs point to Leo Big Pussycat Johnson. So uh, Lucky duck. Then we have name. the interrogation scene with Coop, uh, Truman, and James. They show him the video, and they call it the video this yeah, time instead of time. pictures. They got it right. They figured yeah. it out. What the heck was that? And so... Um, they're like, it's your cycle, isn't it? So um, James is like, yeah. And then Cooper just immediately is like, you love Laura, didn't you? And we get the whole backstory about James and Laura. James was being cooperative. 
James is being very yeah. cooperative. He's like, I've never done anything wrong ever. Actually, they're like, have you, do you have any crimes? He's like, no, never. Mm-hmm. Ever done drugs? No. Just Laura. Yeah, he hasn't done. Just I tried Laura? to get her to stop. He says he tried to get her <laughs> to yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except I Are they saying think... Laura was a drunk? Have you ever done any drugs? Oh, no, just Laura. No, no, no. <laughs> I just have, I always felt like when I watched those two episodes for the first time, I always felt like James was just like her toy. Like she could mess with him. Well, she I, says I he's so stupid at yeah. the end. Yeah, she's just well, so I, dumb. He's I just so dumb. I don't think he was laying down with any lady to, over there in the the Twin Peaks. You know, I, he wasn't laying in their Twin Peaks. Well, I don't think he ever. Jeez. Well said. <laughs> um, I mean, I would have to agree. Uh, I just uh, he's got virgin energy. Totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to like, I would so know because I have I so much sex. <laughs> I can spot a virgin because I'm but totally miles. not one. I didn't mean to agree so hard to that, but that, <laughs> I, that was just really good. So uh, then Cooper opens up Laura's diary and is like, um, oh, wait, also Cooper says that none of Laura's friends knew about them, but Donna did. Yeah. Donna. But I guess it's because Donna lied to Cooper. Um, and she always bitch. loved him. <laughs> they Jeez. Were I don't yeah, like her. And, yeah. What? Right? Oh, with James? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Cooper opens up Laura's diary. He's like, yo, what happened February 5th? Which, I, by the way, is Brad's birthday. Yay. And um, <laughs> then we flash back to a memory. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> 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 Laura's like... <laughs> James, <laughs> do you know why I'm so happy today? And Brad, or kind of, what does he say? Is it because your skin is so soft and you smell so good? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard like a that. more fourth grade romance <laughs> sentence ever spoken by an adult male in my life. What was he expecting? She's like, yes, it's those things. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was? And then the flashback ended. <laughs> She's like, Mm-hmm. That's why I'm always happy. <laughs> or when she's the response, she's kept smiling and then it just fades back. <laughs> so it that wave effect. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or a swipe. So then Laura's like, no. It's because I believe that you really love me. Okay, it's not even like because we're so in love. It's yeah, literally like one-sided. Also, yeah. the also, necklace. the necklace, what does it say, Brad? It says best friends, and she <laughs> snaps it and hands it to him. And I love that he's having like this nostalgic moment of that memory when they're asking him what happened. Like he's taking like a 20-second break to just think about it. It's funny. I Yeah, I agree. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's like Cooper and Trevor saying the whole time, like, James, what was that? Hello? Huh? Because you're, you're skin is so soft. What did you say? Uh, what? Oh, are um, you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> you could say that's a Kyle McLaughlin though. Mm. I mean, yeah, as I say, he probably does smell good. It works. It works for both situations. Also, Cooper's like, "Where's the Where's the other half of the necklace?" And James is like, "I don't know." He does know. Yeah, I think he the put the it under a why rock. He doesn't tell. He told him everything else. Like he was upfront about everything else. I think the reason why he didn't is because Donna got in his head saying that like. Because Doc oh, Hayward said that whoever has, has it, they think might be killer. the person that killed well, Laura. I, but, I didn't catch this. I didn't know if this happened in the first episode or not. But did they know that it was stolen? Who? Did Donna and James know that the necklace was stolen? James had the necklace. Well, and he no, buried I know it. that. Yeah. But, like, 
somebody took it. They don't know. They don't know. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I would feel that. like only Sarah way, Palmer knows that. Well, screaming I, in her yeah. house with no one helping her. I feel like if that were the case, then James wouldn't be lying. Yeah. Maybe like metaphorically, or not met like what's the word I'm looking for? Like literally, he's not lying. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he's like I'm struggling. I actually don't know where. Okay, I buried it somewhere I'm, in the woods. I'm saying like he knows where it is physically, but he doesn't like he can't bring that to memory. It. Like he doesn't know where that like that moment in time was or like where it came from. Like I yeah. don't know if he can. Feel it was that last way. night, but um. So anyway, he lies about it. I'm yeah. I'm I'm 100 believing that he lied. Yeah. Uh, so he takes a second to pause and look around. But, I have no idea. Yeah. What if you just like like? I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the, hey, 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 uh, James, do you know where the necklace is? Sorry, what was that? That, that line always works for me. So, uh, <laughs> what if during, at the end of the episode, when Doc Hayward's talking to James, is like, so, uh, how do you like this house? Um, so I know to say. Okay, so then it cuts to Leo, and he's looking for his bloody shirt, and he doesn't he finds it yes. right he does he just no, find, doesn't find it he doesn't oh, he find it through the, the laundry and he's like that's right, that's right he that's punches right. the laundry machine and then he just holds his hand in a fist Angrily. and just like pivots <laughs> it's amazing he's such a jerk he makes like he ben shapiro so looking mad. ass yeah so then we cut to <laughs> uh mike and bobby in jail mike is still being called snake so i stand corrected and Snake calls Bobby Bobber. That's Robert. definitely wait, worth wait, note. Bobber? He calls him Bobber it, at the beginning. I thought it was Bobbert. No, it's straight up Bobber. It's, I, like, bet. <laughs> um, so we actually get a lot of plot in this scene that's important. They're talking about how they split money on some deal with Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that... Um, He's got Bobby 10 gave ten grand to somebody the night that Laura died, and then he gave another the other ten grand that's supposed to go to Leo to Laura to put in her safety deposit box, hmm. and that's the ten grand that Coop and Truman found in her yeah, safety and he's deposit like, box. Yeah, and she was gonna give him the ten grand that she decided to, to take che- off to, on. Did she check yeah, out on us? Check out like, on yeah. us. Okay, well, she didn't kill herself. Uh, yeah. She was killed, but Bobby was like not emotionally fatigued at all by her his girlfriend dying. Yeah, he's got Shelly. But um, that's basically where that was. Oh, also, James gets brought back in this scene, and like James gives him like a tough vibe, not what he was doing like the mm-hmm. day before. Mm-hmm. He was cowering, like yeah. looking over his shoulder, barely in his cell. Um, I was waiting for barking. Well, yeah, the the barking boys were were going crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> why don't they do it every time? Like, why can't they that, that be their thing? <laughs> <laughs> but they're like little dogs, like. <laughs> I feel like Nadine would like share this kind of energy. Why doesn't totally. Nadine roll with Mike and Bobby? Oh uh, <laughs> well. How funny would that be? <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait, easy. Don't, don't, don't spoil hey, anything. Poo poo brain. Don't do that. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Okay, but Nadine though has that energy. Like when she runs into she Norma totally at oh the grocery gosh. store, I was yeah, like, she's like, "What the hell are you doing here, bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, also Nadine. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Nadine was the is the queen of like. Of like leading you down the wrong path in a conversation, she's like, "I was waiting for my husband in the ICU when I thought of cotton balls." Like, yeah. I, that's not at all where I thought this was going. Well, and like, what is she trying to prove? You know what I mean? Like, I get why she would be like 
emphasizing my husband, you know, and yep. and saying things like that. But what she was at ev- first, and yeah, then it turned into like, then what it's are you like, talking about? hey, suck it, Norma. Guess what yeah. I'm gonna come up with. So and I, what do you do? You work in a diner. I'm going to put up those drapes and then I'm going to have sex with my husband wherever I want. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> drapes Noise the canceling, Pumbo. No that would just be the living the room then. Well, then sure. That's where she wanted it. <laughs> okay, it would anyway. be hilarious if she just kept going too. She was like, We haven't gotten to the scene yet. And I got yet. the drapes and then. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, hold on. Oh, and a whole lot of condoms. Or she's like, And he calls me Patchy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. So. It likes me when I act like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Okay. <laughs> oh, Don't mess with Patchy Pitch. That's what <laughs> also, it's it's good to mention that Marilyn Monroe's real name was Norma Jean. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I so, did not know that. Uh, yeah. I did not know that. that so then, wild stuff. The last thing that we get in the Mike and Bobby scene in jail is that they're talking about how dangerous Leo is. Yeah. Bobby's like, He's you like, don't know don't Leo Johnson. About Leo Johnson. He also like grabs his shirt and. Some very I'm gonna actingly. kiss you energy. Yeah, there's through. yeah, yeah. It, he they doesn't totally. Smash. I think it's because <laughs> oh, for sure. He calls him Snake for a reason. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh heaven! Shut up, bitch! <laughs> okay, so then they're just kissing the homies goodnight. <laughs> do you guys, do you guys remember that. what we see right after this? It's a random slow mo shot from that video, and then there's a. There's oh, yeah. a it then you hear Laura. Okay, well the subtitle say Laura's voice says help me. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, that is not Shirley's voice. Shirley's voice is high pitched, like really high and squeaky. So there's no way that that's Shirley actually saying help me because it's like really low. I didn't re- I I didn't catch it. Well, when aren't I you saw glad it. we have subtitles? I was probably, yeah, I was probably busy reading yeah. it, so I wasn't able to pay attention to the performance. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Hey, when chill. you read, your ears turn off. Uh, they don't pay as much attention because they don't have to. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're not turning off the cleavage. So we um, like the cleavage. Then we have the scene where Donna uh, comes in and talks to her mom. They're both wearing green. They both look really good. I actually really like that sweater that Donna's wearing, even though I hate it's Donna. It's a jersey, isn't it? But yeah. I no, I thought it was a sweater. It's I was looking jersey. at it. It's a jersey. Well, it was cute that regardless. It was I cute. Liked it. She looked great. It, yeah, she did look great. Um, and she acts really great that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she that actually is a good scene with the music. Of, it's well written uh-huh. too. Yeah, it's, with the theme in the yeah. background. There's a lot of uh, complexities in it. Um, and they talk about how bad she feels for loving James, which honestly, yeah, that's kind of. That would be rough, rough to deal with. I feel like that would actually like ruin a relationship. It would be really well. It would be an interesting spot to be in if there was someone that you were already really into for a long time, and then like their friend that they're with, yeah, dramatically dies, yeah, and then they're out of the picture, and then and all those emotions, what happens? They just pile over, and then then you're going on a picnic, and then, oh really? Yeah. Nice to uh, for a I, and then what 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 does he tell her? I don't remember. That her. Skin is so nice. <laughs> She's so good. All I was saying. <laughs> I can't take it seriously. I, I know it's over dramatic. So yeah, um, that was cool. Anyway, so why am I so happy? Okay, but with Donna, I feel like 
she genuinely does like miss Laura. Though. I absolutely it's believe cool. it. Like, yep. It's cool. Like her character cool sells I, it. You see in that scene how she's like, I feel so bad. Like it doesn't seem fake to me. It seems like she actually does feel bad. She actually does miss Laura. And like the two people who like have absolutely sold their emotions on missing Laura to me are Donna and her dad. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, and probably the mom? Palmer. Yeah, the Palmers. <laughs> so, uh, really cool scene with them talking about how she feels bad for loving James. Um, and Donna's mom seems really chill. Cool yeah, parents. Where's cool. Harriet? So then, um, and I miss Harriet. We go back to the sheriff's station. It. You're the one who's asking, "What's her arc?" Last school, last <laughs> last episode. Did I? You're like, "What happens to Harriet it's in the future?" That's like know, the only character. You're like, "What's?" I don't know. I just like her. I just long. like her. Because she looks cool. like Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, I'm into oh, yeah, that. Does. So, <laughs> in the next scene, they they're go, they're yeah. in the sheriff's station, and Ed is in there, just like getting his own coffee and and. And donuts, um, they he talks to Cooper. Actually, he this is the first time he meets Cooper, and they talk about him being James' uncle. Um, and then James gets returned, uh, and then they're also gonna release Bobby and Snake. So, my question is, why is so Ed was there to pick up James, right? Yeah. Later in the episode, um, Nadine mentions that her her. She's like, I came up with this idea when my husband was in intensive care. He has like a patch over his head. Mm-hmm. Like, how, why was he in intensive care? Intensive care, well, like ICU. He said that he d- he thinks that they drugged him. Remember? Oh, yeah. well, yeah. He's like, I think that like there was more going on because my head was swimming as soon as I stood up. And that's the first time we hear about Jacques Renault. Jacques Renault. Actually, it's right in the middle of this too that um, Cooper gets a phone call from Albert Rosenfeld. It's awesome. I didn't know these characters got mentioned this early I in the I know, show. Yeah. I love so Albert. Jacques Renault is the Albert. guy. He said that he was at the roadhouse that night. Yeah. Jacques Renault was tending bar. Yeah. yeah. He was and he, so he, why, why, he like what problem out. did he have with him to make him think? I can't remember why he was like, oh, well, if Jacques's tending bar, then I probably got well, drugged. Well, Ed just says that when he stood up for the fight, he like he was knocked out before he got to the middle of the floor, Yeah, which is very convenient that they wrote this because Ed got his but handed to him in that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he says, yeah, I think my beer was drugged. Jacques Renault was tending bar. He's basically just saying, like, check this out. This might have happened. Yeah. Um, what do you think Jacques Renault looks like, Kenna? Des- describe. Scale of one to ten. You, no, but, like, you hear How that name. How am I supposed name. to know that? No, I'm just saying, like, Jacques. his name is Jacques Renault, which is, like, f- obviously French. So can what you, kind of person do you think he's going to be? Can you maybe give me an age gap? Well, no, he's a bartender. I just hear, you, you so 15, he's over 21. 15 to 30. Use your imagination. Oh, that's it? Because I was picturing, like, broad shoulders, big Keep pecs. Going. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but oh, yeah. lots of hair. <laughs> lots of hair. <laughs> Wide shoulders, big pecs, but lots of hair. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a game show for... Men. Okay, so then yes. Cooper Cooper tells Albert that he wants to come and do the autopsy um, and get a toxicology report. And he has to do it soon because they're going to bury um, Homegirl on Monday, which I don't know what day of the week this is. Mm. I think it's like three or four days away that they're going to do the funeral. So then we get to the scene that we were talking about. Norma runs into Nadine. Runs into Patchy. <laughs> Jeez. Patchy. And so then um, they start talking about the drapes. But 
Nadine really does say a lot in this conversation. Like, my husband, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. my husband Ed, my boy. I, she doesn't say my boy. She but has a problem with Norma right from the get-go. Does, do you think she knows? I think that may, maybe they've had a history of infidelity okay. in the past I thought or so. something. I thought there was probably something like that because she's she's very, like, check out my drapes, check out my boy. Yeah. Yeah. I still I need know. I need a good explanation for why um, Ed isn't with Norma. So yeah, I'm waiting that, for that. That is something like, yeah, I don't get that. It's like if you don't like Nadine, it's obvious you don't love her. Why are you still hanging around? Norma told you that she loves you last night. Yeah. So, by the way, uh, Kenna, what was it that she figured out for her drapes to run silent? Cotton balls. <laughs> Hopefully, cotton no- balls. Hopefully, noise canceling. That is the Cotton idea. Balls. That is the idea. <laughs> so then Ed gets James from the sheriff's station. There's no charge. James' mom is still out of town, apparently. That's what uh, Ed says. And then he, and then James says something important. He says, I think I need some help from the Bookhouse Boys to watch my back. Because he's talking about Bobby and Mike. So that's the first time we've ever heard about the it's Bookhouse Boys. Although, sick name. Bookhouse Boys? The Bookhouse Boys. Oh, just you wait. In the first... Band name. In yeah. the first... Uh, episode we saw Please. a picture of a of like a of like a building that said bookhouse boys or just bookhouse above it and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of bikes outside of it it's right before we went to the roadhouse so, <clears throat> so so then uh cooper and truman interrogate bobby and snake i will never talk i'll never refer to mike as anyone other than snake uh snake says the fight was self-defense which is strip a lie because how did this? How did the fight start? Again, who walked through the door? Donna. <laughs> and he pre- he proceeded to just wail her around, not wail on her, but just yeah. like rip her around, and then that's how the fight yeah. broke out. And then he says it was self defense, whatever. Cooper lets him go, and but then it's great because Cooper's like, if anything happens to James Hurley, he toots we'll his whistle to before you. they leave. He's like, yeah. boop, yeah, boop. What's he like? Boop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then okay. I have a couple questions about Truman in this episode. In this scene at the end of it, he's like, I just feel, I feel, I, I he's like, I'm thinking about studying medicine. Why I'm, is that? Because I feel like. Cooper? <laughs> now, why is that? <laughs> Why'd you want to do a silly thing like that? Perfect Cooper impression. <laughs> what does he say? He says, I'm thinking about studying medicine because I'm feeling more and more like Dr. Watson, I think is what he said. Is he yeah. whining? Is that what's going on? I think he's impressed by Coop's ability, but also is feeling kind of useless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard when you have been kind of like the top dog in your job, right? You're sheriff. You've been in charge Sarah for so Sarah knows long. she's been top dog before. Oh. Well, <laughs> unlike you. She wears, <laughs> she wears and, top dog clothing. Um, no, it's just hard to be feel like you're on top and you know everything, and then yeah. someone comes in and shows you up just like that. and it's Someone I, not even from there knows yeah. nothing about anything. And it hurts your and he's pride. He's younger and sexier than you. And... Mm. But you don't I have just, those curls. I'm trying to get a. I'm trying to get a rube. A rube. A Roomba. Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take right. I'm never doing a podcast with all three of you. Again. <laughs> I'm trying to get a read on Truman. Um, in that is he like frustrated or is he just tired? I can't tell if he's whining. Anyway, yeah. probably more tired. Something to keep your mind on. So, uh, then we get to the scene. Hey, uh, on top of the morning to you. So, 
Uh, the phrase is top of the morning to you. Yeah, good good Pete Martell impression. So Josie, thanks That's Pete. That's the best I got <laughs> my own voice. I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that. Wait, 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 wait. You'll never believe it. <laughs> so uh, Josie, thanks Pete for sending up to Catherine at the mill. Um, and then Truman and Cooper show up and they talk to jo- uh, Josie. I actually really like this scene. I kind of like... I like Josie right now. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. She's cool. I like Pete's relationship with her too. Like yeah, it's not, it's not creepy. Like it really is. It seems like like a caring father figure to her, um, which I think is important. It may not be creepy, but he was so distracted by the robe she was wearing that he put a fish and where it shouldn't be. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna get to the fish and the in one second. I got like ten minutes on that. So, uh. They they each get coffee. There's one line that Cooper says that a lot of people in the fandom like that for some reason. When I first heard it, I was like, F this guy. Where they're like, hey, how do you like your coffee, Agent Cooper? He's like, black is midnight on a moonless night. To me, that sounds like you rehearsed that. Mm. And you're just whipping that out you right now. If I, were, if I were Truman, I'd have been like, I'm done. I'm yeah. done with you're this like, guy. What the hell is this but dude? he, Cooper... Uh, or rather, Cal McLaughlin does such a great job with this character that it's like not annoying. Here's the thing: anyone else playing Agent Cooper wouldn't be able to do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Anyone yeah. else would be really annoying. Be, he has to be the right blend of like dork, Boy Scout, and like, like innocent cool. and like honorary. He's enough cool and enough of a dork that like he's pretty. Yeah, you assume innocence with anything that he's doing because he's not like suave enough. To be like hyping himself up all the time, or just being obnoxious for the he's sake like of a, being obnoxious. He's like a ro- really loyal dog. But it's like every, and even like in Mulholland Drive, I feel like it's like every Lynch character though. It's an over-the-top version of some kind of stereotype. Mm-hmm. But they're never annoying. It's so weird. No, yeah. that's what I mean. That's though. so great. I, it, it's interesting how <clears throat> we can take something like that, and that's usually annoying, and make it cool. Okay, so uh, Laura Palmer used to teach Josie English. Last time she saw her was last Thursday at five. And something was bothering her, and she said, now I know how you feel about your husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a bold like, thing to tell a widow. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, like, w- like no, maybe Josie killed Laura. But, um, uh, <laughs> so, because she said that. Yeah. That's very presumptuous like, of you. That's oh, my really, Laura? word for the oh, really? week. <laughs> presumptuous. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Laura's well, schedule well. Is, is dumb. So, so far, we've got... Um, cocaine use, mm-hmm. uh, dating two That's, men. She needed cocaine to keep up with this crazy Do all schedule. This. Yeah. She's all had sexual relations with three men. So mm-hmm. in the last twenty four hours of her life, you're you're assuming there's at most five men at this point dating two, sex with three. Well, we don't know if the three that happened at the end was a normal reoccurring thing or just like something that happened the night that she died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like she had sex with three men and then she also was murdered. No, no, I'm saying though like. Okay. Well, I'm saying at most there would be five. Okay, so she says, "I know. I think I know how your husband feels about death," and uh, then Josie left to answer the phone. Um, Cooper immediately asks Truman, "How long have you been seeing Josie?" And then I think this is important because I think this is when Truman, I think he's wrestling with pride up to this point in the episode, mm-hmm. in that like he doesn't like playing second fiddle to. Cooper and now he's like okay I know this guy's like the effing master because he Mm -hmm. just cracked this and now I feel vulnerable and like I can be 
like vulnerable with him and yeah. submissive. He we can hold hands and kiss secret. later, and yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. With it. I wanted him to give a Connor O'Malley perfect egg bite reaction to that. Yeah, just be like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I need a win. So uh, then, something very important happens that uh, I just want to cover uh, one more time. Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. Sorry. (laughs) I love that sorry. Sorry. Um so that's the name of the podcast. That's it was this and Flush World. Those were the two that we had going for. I miss Flush World. And big and big pussycat. Um Ooh, big pussycat. Three big pussycats. Three big pussy cats. <laughs> three flush. Three flush. Three flush. One world. Three <laughs> flush. One world. What's up? Three new pussy cats. Whoa! What's the original? Title? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so um, so then Catherine talks to Josie and she's like, "Do you know how much it cost to shut down the mill yesterday? Eighty-seven thousand dollars." Okay, I have. I have. I have two questions. First of all, I don't think that. that's true. <laughs> Second of all, if that, if it really costs that much to shut that down, how is the mill like like a failing business? Yeah. That's what they said in the first if episode. There's no down. way. Yeah. Yep. Also, well, she's gross. She Catherine. is gross. Catherine? She's the worst. Yeah, oh, come on. You guys, are, you, guys are just, you guys are all uh, posing right no. now. She's like 100 years old and she's like off You're the all shoulder. just mm-hmm. posturing. Okay. Okay, wait, Kendall was going to say something and I interrupted Uh, I already forgot, I think. I was just, something about the amount of money. $87,000. Um. $87,000. Yeah, never mind. Okay. So, uh, then, yeah. Um, she clinks her glass with someone off screen and we cut back and Pete's cleaning out the percolator. How would a fish get in a percolator? Did someone put it there? Well, he was cutting fish in the beginning, like. Yeah, but. scaling them, yeah. Was he just, like. My, oh like crap! Mindless. Like, yeah, maybe it was like so into Josie that he wasn't paying attention. He oh really? Do you think that's what happened? Maybe. Well, he, he was distracted it. by her. But how thing. do you do that? How do you make that motion? Like, because he wasn't paying attention. He well, was I mean, too busy looking at the like throwing parts away. And, I don't know. Um. So then Josie comes back in, um, with Truman and Cooper, and she says, "Uh, Brad's favorite line. <laughs> what is shenanigans? <laughs> um." Then we get the sexiest I love scene. I Cooper's We've, like Oxford Dictionary. I know the dictionary. Yeah. Oh, not sexy scene. This no. is this is this is sexier than no. uh, Cooper toes, and Audrey's meet. Toes. I watched this in public, like I was at the gym <laughs> watching this, and I was, was just like, afraid of people from behind being like, "What the hell is this chick watching?" Because so, it is like one obviously old lady and one, I mean, middle-aged man, and he's sucking her toes. That is so gross. <laughs> um, this is the first time he's mentioned the possibility of a fire. A fire. Yep. Yeah. So uh, they're talking about business and pleasure. Apparently, they've been doing this a long time. Um, and they used and to Ben, business and pleasure are the same thing. And they're talking about basically taking down the mill. Um, and then at the end, they he mentions like maybe there will be a fire. All of that wood lying around, and then he starts Ew. sucking on her toes. All right, next scene. <laughs> so then, at the Palmer ho- household, uh, 
Donna comes and visits, and Leland gives her the warning. What was it? What? Don't, Don't upset her. her. Try not to upset her. <laughs> oh, cool. I'll try not to. Yeah. Now I'll try. Um, that was my intention was my all along. Yeah. yeah. Gosh dang it. Okay, you know what? Never mind. Tell her I'm not, I'm not coming anymore. Um, so is Donna just there to comfort her, or is it like, what? What? what's Donna's, what's going on here? I think that she feels some kind of, I mean, it would be like, if you were someone that felt like nobody cared about this person as much oh, as you do, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, well, there's got to be somebody yeah. that understands what I'm they dealing with. Grieving. Also closure, I feel like, too. And then Donna realizes that her and Sarah are not having the same experience grieving mm-hmm. very quickly. So first of all, they're talking about um, how much they miss her. And then uh, Sarah sees Laura's face on Donna's body, which is very interesting. And we'll return to it with the Red Room. But then she also hugs her and then sees a long hair, long gray haired man crouching behind something. That part scares the crap out of me. It's, it's so like, freaky. Actually, it's it's so well, freaky. So her screams are horrifying. Even, it's not even also. hidden. It's just like. Well, and it doesn't look like it's something she's like hallucinating. It yeah. straight up looks like That's a man is creeping on well, them. Well, also, the show is shot in 89, like this episode. And like, I don't know how they got Shia LaBeouf to look that way. <laughs> Congrats, guys. That's like the scariest part. It's like way before even Steven's. Yeah. Her screaming also is incredible because she's like, yeah, she she she's like screaming a lot. She's screaming a lot, and then she comes down, and then she does what we're like. <laughs> it's really great. So then Hawk is questioning the Pulaski's at the hospital. And um, they were the Pulaski's tell uh, Hawk the lamest joke in the world. But they do mention that she worked at, at the a perfume stand. Yep, yeah, at, at the, the horns at the Horns Department store, yeah. store. Which is it like the sweetest smelling job she's ever. Had. Does, <laughs> Hawk's like, I'm gonna. Arrest That's why she was so happy. <laughs> was like, because she always smelled so good. Her skin is so soft. Hawk grabs him. He's like, yeah, Tell me your skin was soft. Ben, tell me. Yeah. So Ben Horn has a department store, and he has a Great Northern. That's what we also are getting. So and he, he also has a peaks. side hoe with red hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Horn pretty much owns everything. Also, Ben Horn's glasses, killer. They're horn-rimmed. So then mm-hmm. Hawk sees in a Actually, like in a like blind spot mirror uh, the one-armed man get out of an elevator and start walking. Hawk gives like 10% effort into following him. He follows him. He walks down a hallway where there's only one door that he could have gone down, and then it's he's like just like, "Morgan, that's nah, fine. Uh, whatever. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna bother." He's with probably that. like, "Well." Also, that blue, <laughs> that blue lit room in that part it's is nice. incredible. Yeah, it's nice. Then we get a very special scene where Audrey Horn is dancing in her father's office to some very loud dance music. Um, this is the first instance of the song called Audrey's Dance from the soundtrack. And she's just grooving. She's just, she's just like, this is what I do in the afternoon. This is how I spend my just days. Just trying to be, just trying to get as much attention she, as she can. Because I think she's playing the music throughout the whole building. Yeah, I think she's playing it really loud. Hilarious. And then Ben Horn comes in, turns it off. Like, Will you not uh, uh, like annoy my guests with all this racket? He's like, how many times have I asked you to not annoy my guests with all this racket? Yeah. It's nice music. About 4,000 times. It's really, really Great. nice. Oh, don't worry. We're going to be playing it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Worry. And so, okay. her relation, the way her father treats her, 
tells you so much about Audrey's personality Absolutely. and why she behaves. Well, she's she kind of well, in there says... like she wants to talk to him or something. He, well, so first of all, they talk about, oh, did you go in and talk to the Norwegians? Yeah. And he and she's like, she's she's straight up like, yeah, I did, and I told him that Laura died. Like she tells him yeah. exactly what happened. Like, yeah, maybe I told him that my friend was brutally murdered. Is that such a weird thing to tell these guys? <laughs> and then Ben is like, Laura died two days ago. Yeah, Laura died two days ago. I lost you years ago. And it's like I need some, I need some backup history on some of that. She was like, probably what having happened? a good day too. She just met the yeah. sexiest man she's ever met in her whole life. Yeah, she's but excited. I, I kind of doubt that Ben <laughs> Horn could bring her down. Ben Horn says, uh, <laughs> "If you one more stint like that, and you're going to be scrubbing bidets in a in a Bulgarian convent, like okay, okay. it's very yeah. specific. So, it's like I have I like is she a nun in that convent this. or is she like, a janitor? Been there, done that, baby. I don't know. That was her attitude towards it. <laughs> okay, so we have this next scene that we have is one that I kind of forgot even happened. Garland is praying over the Briggs family uh, dinner, and they he." He starts talking to Bobby about being rebellious and how he actually enjoys his rebellious nature. But then Bobby puts a cigarette in his mouth. He slaps it out he of his mouth. His yeah. He's being yeah. he's being cool. He's trying he's like, I respect that you're to, rebellious. Yeah. yeah, I love that line. Yeah. That is I know. so cool. That Honestly, candidly, it's a sign, it's of strength. sign of strength. Yeah. Which always sounds like to me like I don't know, like military dad BS. Okay, but um, I don't want to. I'm not, not going to give anything away, but I just want to say. Here it comes. No, Gosh, you guys talking it. about this? I just want to say the killer is. <laughs> no, I mean like. No, I'm listening. That's that is setting up Garland and Bobby's relationship, and I just realized that. Like, yeah. I just think like we find out so much more about the relationship, specifically in the return. And I think that this is showing from the very beginning that Garland has always had faith in Bobby, despite how much of an ass he can be, yeah. and no one, and how no one likes Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is great. Yeah, he smacks his face, and the cigarette goes into the meatloaf. So yeah. perfectly. It feels so, like a music so video deeply. from the same era. It goes so deeply into it. I don't know how that. And happened. then the wife like picks up like. <laughs> She's like we're I here swear, for you, Bobby. I don't, am I, I the only read. one who feels like that actress changes every episode? Like, Bobby's mom That's is a different true. woman. I was like, I've never time. seen her before. Yeah. I did not see her. She had the scissors. So, uh... I did not see what her. Was, I did what not was, see her. What was <laughs> Bobby's cool. face at the end of that scene for you guys? I could not read what his emotion was. Because, like, part of it feels like these parents say that they're here for me, but they're really not. Like, they're not hearing my, like, my cries for I help. I don't think he gives... I don't think he cares. He's like this. He just doesn't want to be there at all. Okay. His parents are lame. Well, I don't want to be there anymore either. Let's head to the R and R. Shelly's serving Cooper. They meet. Um, he has to try the pie, and then he lays down the charm on Shelly too, and she yeah. can't. She, and she gives can't him deny a look. It. Like, she cannot uh... deny it. Oh, does she really? Yeah. Like she, she turns him down. No, she like is. I can't remember what he says. He's like, and get a slice of that cherry pie, and she just kind of like makes like a smiling face, and then goes back to what she's doing. You're saying that's the second double entendre. Wait, with, with doesn't pie? no? Wait. She, she says like he asks for cherry pie, and she's she like, goes, for sure. He, he says there's nothing but a sh- there's no such thing as a sure thing, Shelly. And Shelly's oh, like, right. you just killed the vibe, like between us, like totally. Or maybe she was like, mm, I'll show you. Challenge accepted. Asian yeah, combat. you guys don't understand women. Yeah, so. uh, I'm waiting for Leo to come by. Wait till he co- shows up <laughs> with his sock of soap or soap sock, socky soap soap. <laughs> <laughs> socky soap soap. Can you yell again? Uh, <laughs> Donna. So uh, they talk about Leo, and then Cooper sees the log lady, and he literally just goes, "Log lady." Like, he, like, I was know, he calling her? I love her? that so much. And then he goes, Aww. "Hi." 
Hi. <laughs> and then she comes up. Uh, or no, no, no. Norma at first meets Cooper. And Norma. Oof. Sorry. <laughs> She's just so pretty yeah, in this she scene. Is, She's she stunning. Is. Yeah, she looks oh great. Stunning. Gosh. I love her. I, I mean, I love Rashida Jones, so I feel like I love Peggy Lipton yeah. as well. And her voice. Yes. Her it's voice so is, great. Her voice is so it's pretty. soothing. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh, she mentions that Laura was part of the Meals on Wheels program. Mm-hmm. Another thing. Another this thing. Is, this is why Laura was on cocaine. She was overbooking herself. Okay. She needed yeah. that. She needed it seems like she's trying to keep herself busy for some reason. Maybe. Do you think that's maybe a thing? Maybe don't give it away. Um, she was Shelly the whole time. So uh, they ask for the root, and she's like, yeah, I'll give that to you. Then Cooper asks for two more pieces of pie, and then the log lady shows so up behind good. and tells Cooper that her log has something to say about Laura, and then she tells Cooper to ask it. And I'm honestly, I feel like Cooper would ask. Yeah, I feel like he would have asked. I thought that he was going to. Yeah. Instead, he just looks at the log like. I really thought he was going to. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a little weird that he does. Well, he waits so long because you know he's thinking like, like would would this ruin this? like reputation I'm trying to make? Would here? this ruin the show oh. if I asked it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last episode. I love um, Log Lady though. Like I love how great. mad her, she gets at him about it. Her glasses are dope. Yeah, she. I mean, ev- I mean, Sarah people who dress up for as her for Halloween are like yeah, also like really know. sexy, cool, smart, sexy, cool. So then smart. we cut home, and uh, Leo is in the middle of an arts and crafts project, and he's getting really <laughs> frustrated. He's cutting up a football, and this is the only instance of like stupid, stupid, outs and crafts. I love to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, my name's Leo. I hate sports, <laughs> and I hold my fist whenever in. I'm mad. So uh, he's cutting up a football, and um, this is the only time that there's a shaky handheld shot in the whole episode, and it's very, like, it's, like, honestly, like, affecting. It works because everything else has been so still. So then uh, he hides the football when Shelly gets home. Shelly gets home. And Wouldn't want to upset Shelly. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, he's like, oh, oh yeah, my yeah, wife's she... coming home. I better hide this awful thing I do before I beat the crap out of her. <laughs> what, what if with my soapy sock sock? What if, what if yeah, Shelly was like, care? yeah, what if Shelly was like, that's my football? <laughs> oh my gosh. Now how am I going to play catch alone <laughs> with Bobby? So, uh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> so he, he, first of all, Leo says he has a favorite blue shirt. Which is adorable for a yeah. character like my that. Favorite. So then Shelly comes home and he just he's like, "Where's my favorite blue shirt?" And she's like, "I don't know." He's like, "I'm gonna teach you a lesson." So he starts swinging the sock around. I love how also like someone in the Foot Clan. In a also, Ninja he turns on a rockin' song. I'm gonna beat your wife. You gotta beat. <laughs> and then he he swings around and then we hear, and we cut to the uh, to the uh, Hayward Sleep. house. So James comes over <laughs> for dinner. The fellas, as they're called, sit down at the table, and James, uh, James asks, like, or no, uh, Doctor Hayward's like, "Yo, what happened to your?" Like, actually, I don't know how he phrases it. It's not like what happened to your family, but he's like, oh, "What's going on with your family?" So why the hell are you like this? <laughs> but James is like, "My dad died ten years ago. And my mom, she, she like travels a lot." And Which, then he says, "She, she writes, writes in the paper." In the paper yeah. Well, they've alluded to his mom a lot. You feel yeah, like, oh, they're yeah. gonna introduce her at some point. And she's gonna be a big character or yeah. there's going to be a reveal yep. and and then yeah. he was like so what do you think of like of us the Haywards and he's like your skin is so nice <laughs> <laughs> your skin is so soft, soft. you smell so, so good, good. 
Um, I and, wonder why your family's just so happy. <laughs> well, I think it's weird. I feel like it's really weird of Doc Hayward to be so open about Donna's yeah. new boyfriend. Like, your best friend just died, and all of a sudden you're in love with this two guy. Days ago. He rides a two motorcycle. days ago. Yeah. It was literally two days ago. James and uh, James and Donna have a really cute moment at the table. Like, actually yeah. cute. Like, yeah. I actually like it. Is, it. it is cute. It's as very much as adorable. I made fun of it. Uh, and then outside, Snake and Bobby pull up. And they're mad that James is there, which honestly, like, James has cuckolded both of them. Yeah. Like, actually. Like, straight up. He's, he's like, no, no, don't well, have Laura. That's not your brother's snake. Under, under your girlfriend. Why, that's why they're, I thought the line that Bobby says where he's like, too bad we can't kill him twice. Like, that yeah. makes it, yeah. you know, like, way more legitimate to me because it's like, he took Bobby's girlfriend and then they should Snake's... have just didn't hear. Right Super after Bobby's answer. girlfriend died, he went on to Snake's girlfriend <laughs> a day later. He's like done with that. At the end, then we see Doctor Jacoby putting a tape in his tape player and listening to um, what Laura's talking about. And this this was recorded the day she died. This tape. Um, what's the most important thing that she says? I think is that um, that uh, James is so dumb. Um, <laughs> So most important thing dumb. she says is that James is such a dummy, dumb, well, dumb. And then she says, <laughs> "I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm going to get lost in the woods again tonight." Yeah, which is a creepy thing that to is. say. Oh my gosh. Um, and then Jacoby reveals that he has the other half of the heart in the coconut. Now okay, there wait, are two wait, options. Wait. There are two options. For wait, I want to bring something up because I noticed this when Ed is in the police station. Um, Trooper <laughs> asks him. No, he goes, "How was the coconut?" I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, I caught that too. How's yeah. the point. coconut? How's yeah. the coconut? I, I totally caught that. And guess head. what? Twin Peaks. Like I said in the first episode, there's a lot of twins. There's a lot of doubles on the show. Mm-hmm. There's there's a double, coconut. There's two grapefruits. There's two coconuts. coconuts. Two cups of coffee. Who well, knows what kind of fruit we're going to be seeing? Two what are shenanigans. <laughs> um, two s- sets of soft skin and oh, smelling gross. good. Smelling good. Two sets of soft skin. That's so <laughs> disgusting. So, um. Two soft skins. Shut up. <laughs> that sounds like an Honestly, order at a horrible restaurant. I'll get two, two soft, soft skins, skins instead of two soft serve ice cream. <laughs> soft skin ice cream. Jacoby reveals the other half of the necklace and the coconut. So, yes. here's here I have two questions. Uh-huh. Well, actually, there are two options here. One, that he has the other half. And two, that there's multiple other halves. Yeah, she was doing that with like, like other everyone. people. Yeah. She has a lot of best friends. That was her friend zoning all of these mans who are just like hopelessly devoted it does to her. Say best friends. So okay, <laughs> if this if this doesn't make sense, then just just forget it. But I feel like all of the necklaces have looked a little bit different. Hmm. Yeah. Like like <clears throat> I mean, at least the half that she gives away is yeah. it has like a black thing. And then I feel like the other one that what's his face has Jacoby. Jacoby Jacoby has, I didn't recognize that it was the same. Like it looks yeah. kind of different to me. I don't know. If that's probably not. I, not. She might just she, they might just like open up part of like one of Laura's drawers and it's just like ten other halves of necklaces. All the men in America. That's like that's why like Doc Hayward's like so sad at the beginning. He's like clutching his half. <laughs> like, everyone just has one. <laughs> the principal's crying. He pulls out like, his half. That's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. That's amazing. That would be amazing. Um, okay, so Andy, that's what, that's what he's looking. Oh, like. that's yeah, hilarious. Right. That's great. Okay, so now we're going to uh, head to the red room, and we're going to talk about uh, the supernatural aspects of this episode. 
Good job. It gets better as, a, as the show goes on. Because yeah. this means so much. You know, yeah. I love it. If you want to go take a bathroom break. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I was going to cut off. Then was the time to do it. Um, so, um, first thing I can think of is, and I don't, I don't know if this would apply to the story, is the... Uh, Help me. Oh, part yeah. where it slows down, yeah, but I I don't think yeah well it's yeah it's clear enough. Well, but I don't think the other characters are experiencing that, so I don't think that that counts. Hmm. Um, obviously weird. we have who the hears Sarah that? Palmer stuff. Does anyone hear no that? No one. Like, we do. We just see that. When does that happen? It happens. Let me see on my outline. Um. <laughs> what is? Um, where is it? Let me see. Oh, it's in between when Bobby and Mike are in the jail talking about Leo and when Donna talks to her mom. Hmm. So, no, I don't think anyone sees it. I think it's just for for the audience. Okay. Uh, Then, obviously, we have the scene with, yeah, Sarah. So, there are two things that happen. Either insane or in tune. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, she's like going insane because of grief. Mm-hmm. But now I'm looking at it of like, okay, she's seeing things and she's aware of things that are happening. And I think that it means that she is in tune with something else. I agree. I'm scared. Of what? Well, of Sarah? Of Sarah Palmer's face. Are you scared of Sarah or what's yeah. going to happen to Sarah? Uh, I'm just scared because I don't, since I don't know anything about this, I feel like this town. Twin Peaks is like spooky, spook, spook. And mm. I can't tell if this stuff is like, that's like you were saying, like I can't tell if it's like she's going crazy or like this is something that is just yeah. a part of this whole thing. Yeah. Brad, what you're do you talking, think about Sarah Palmer? When she sees the dude? <coughs> no, uh, well, that and when she sees Laura's face on Donna's face. Ugh. Yeah, that really grossed me out. I'm trying to think if there was Sarah any Palmer other time. Sarah in general grosses you out. Like, she... every time she would come on the screen that first time you watched, you would just be like, <laughs> like, every time. Because it's scary. Yeah. She's in distress, and it's uncomfortable being someone around someone like that. It freaked me out a lot. Honestly, um, some of the most, like, things that stuck with me that freaked me out about this show are from Sarah Palmer. And, like, I agree. Her reactions stuff. to things. And, it like... sets everything up. Well, it sets the tone of, like, anything could happen. Yeah, and that scene of the sh- like Shaggy Shia LaBeouf behind the couch is it freaks me out every time. Like, yeah, it, it's a so shining scary. level, like yes. scare because it's just like it's so unexpected. Uh, I guess I just have to think about that forever. Also, you're, yes. it's like what and who is and, that? Why? What, okay. what? What? What was that? No, I Doesn't can still he, picture it. Yeah, he has that kind of face that it it, it is going to be ingrained it looks in my like memory. The Aphex Twin, uh, it totally looks like the Aphex cover, Twin you know album yeah. covers. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, I guess we can't really say what's going on there. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that was. I, yeah, I feel like. Odd. I mean, like the one-armed man, man, isn't supernatural, into, like, but the blue yeah, that was cool. Place. That was weird. Um, anything with electricity this week, or anything with uh, mm, ceiling fans? Nothing crazy. I. I don't think so. Yeah. No. I think we're. I think we got it. Yeah, I think so too. All right, well, we're going to do our last two segments, favorite scene and who won the episode, so let's head to the R&R to do that.
Badalamente. That's how you say it. Yeah. He makes everything sexy. He does. This show is sexy because of this music. I I agree. And Kyle MacLachlan. Okay, so uh, favorite scene. I went first last time. Oh, yeah. And so now we're going to have... I think Kenna should Kenna, go first. Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. I th- we had a system, but Kenna, you go first for favorite okay. scene. Then we'll go uh, me, then scene? Brad. Favorite scene. Favorite scene. Favorite. Uh, like I mentioned before, I do really like that scene with Donna and her mom. That's great. It's just nice all around with the theme in the background. Um... Something else that I really liked was honestly I don't know why I just kind of liked the um what's his name oh my gosh Cooper yeah going through their whole day yeah I don't know why but that was like it's it's the probably the happiest part of the episode it is uh R and R stuff is pretty happy but yeah yeah I just like that he it because like Brad said when we were watching it he's like this is his first morning there like and this man is ready to get to business and yeah. like. He just has the whole day planned out. Truman literally like half an hour before was just hugging Josie on the riverfront. He's like, I gotta go back to police station. I have to. One like that he says all of that whilst Truman eats his yeah. donut. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just chewing one bite actually. Says, three it's, for yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> three for three. I know. It's so That's funny. hilarious. All right. Um, Anyways, I have to urinate. He <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't say it like that. And the I coffee think, was great. Yeah. I. Oh, I have my a turn. Simil- oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Whoops, a daisy. Um, it's okay because you'll go first on who won the episode. Uh, favorite scene for me is probably Audrey and Cooper meeting. Mm. Mm. That's it's just it's spectacular. Ah, yeah, you're right. Um, although I yeah I dang it probably could have picked the scene where we got the literal name for this podcast, the fish and the percolator scene, mm-hmm. which How but you? it's great. Yeah. Anyway, um, Brad, I and you can't pick someone else's. Gotta scene, go with. The first, very first scene of just him hanging Coop upside hanging down. Upside down. Yeah. Cause it's his character. Mine. If I didn't know for sure that the show was going to be different than anything I'd ever seen before yeah. by watching the first episode, you had it in that second episode pretty yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sarah? Sarah? Well, that was mine too, was that first scene. I just love how it sets Cooper up so much. But because Brad already used it, I think a close second for me is probably... I do like, oh man, I do like that scene with Sarah Palmer and Donna at the house because like, like I said earlier, it's that guy's face. I mean, it sticks with you. I just thought that was done so well. I was not expecting that element in that scene at all. And so I was caught off guard, but not necessarily in a bad way. It's, It's so unnerving that you're like. I'm going to follow this to the bloody end to figure yeah. out what the hell that yes, was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that makes Lynch a genius is that he's taking this soap opera show that could be totally lame and he makes it something that I want to keep watching every episode. It's There are cliches, but there are also not cliches. Do you know what I mean? How does he take something that is so stereotypical and make it so... Um, individual and unique. Well, it's just like untouchable too, because there's not really anything exactly, like yeah. his work at all. I agree. I agree. Uh, so he won the episode. I wait. Uh, Brad, you go first. Then mm. we'll go to Kenna. Then to me. Okay. And then Sarah. Actually, no, no, no. How about we start with Sarah? Sarah, who won the episode for oh. you? Oh wait, should I? Uh, sorry. Let Brad go. Okay. Well, I need to explain to you how this works. So yeah. 
an actor or director or writer can win an episode. Okay. Or a character can. So, like, you could say Kyle McLaughlin won the episode because his performance is so great. Or you could say that Cooper won the episode because he did a lot of cool things in the episode. Mm, okay. Or you could say, like, the director who is Dwayne Dunham this week, he won the episode because he did a really great directing job. You, you could do any Is that of those. the editor also? Or he's also the editor. Mm. He's, the, he's the main editor of Twin Peaks and everything. Actually, every single thing that's been Twin Peaks, Dwayne Dunham's edited. He also edited Empire Strikes Back. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I knew that. That sounds familiar. That's crazy. I hmm, I think I just it's this is gonna happen a lot, but I gotta say Cooper just because. Yeah. Yeah, he was awesome, and he was on it, and a ton of his like most, like, iconic moments and lines. I mean, the damn fine thing is pretty much what people know, even if they don't know the show, and it gets yeah brought up a lot because it's just really cool, and yeah. But I think that might be the next few episodes because he, yeah, he is very important. It's incredible. Yeah. Maybe Sarah can go next. Sarah, you want to go? Yeah. Um, well, okay. I have two people, though, that I really liked. So I definitely loved Audrey's performance in this episode. Um, I love the interaction with Cooper and I love the interaction with her dad. Um, I just, I think that shows us a lot about Audrey and what kind of person she is. But. Number two is Pete Martell because I... Are you saying characters or actors? Like, do you think Sherilyn Fenn was great or do you think Audrey Horn was great? Both. I think she did a really good job. I liked liked her acting performance. Sometimes Audrey, to me, can be, like, kind of whiny. And, like, the way she plays her, like, I don't know. And I I liked it this time. Um, And then Pete Martell, the character, wins. Like... Um, I just, yeah, I love the fish and the percolator. I love, I love that that even happens. I love. Are you picking two? You're picking three. No, I just said Pete Martell and Audrey Horn. Okay, Kenna. Um, I was, my first thought, um, was Donna. Ooh, cool take. For all the reasons that I already said. I feel like she was very authentic as a character. So I'm choosing Donna and her performance, not necessarily the actress. Okay. Um, because I just feel like I don't know. I was very convinced by everything she had to say and yeah. the interactions that she had with everybody. She's really good. In the I like Pete too. too, though. I liked Pete yeah. a lot in this episode. <clears throat> yeah. He he definitely like brings a cool mood into My every hero. Hero. I've got I've got a tie for me. Which by the way, we can all pick the same ones for uh, oh, winning. I'm going to go back to what I said. It's not Sherilyn Fenn or whatever her name is. That's her it, name. Well, I don't know if I'm saying it right. I It is Audrey Horn and Pete Martell, the characters. I, I have a tie. I can't figure out which one I want to pick. It's either Leo Johnson or Catherine Martell's toes. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Uh, between the both of them. Um, let between me see. both of the toes. Let me. Kind of <laughs> both of the toes. Grown in there gross um (laughs) it was only two toes that we saw get sucked right yeah it was Mm. here's the thing about the episode there's no central main person that we've spent the most time with not even cooper Mm. there are a lot of scenes without cooper in them i think i think uh i think cooper not kyle mclaughlin i think cooper is my who won the episode for me yeah that's right brad yeah i said the same thing do you know yeah but (laughs) do you know why i picked cooper because <laughs> his skin is so soft. Uh, <laughs> so, um, 
All right, we're gonna stop it. We're gonna close out this episode by going over the log lady intro for next week. Um, I've got it ready. Sometimes ideas, like men, jump up and say, "Hello." <laughs> they introduce themselves, these ideas, with words. Are they words? These ideas speak so strangely. All that we see in this world is based on someone's ideas. Some ideas are destructive, some are constructive. Some ideas can arrive in the form of a dream. I can say it again. Some ideas arrive in the form of a dream. That's my that's my favorite one so far. That's really cool. Some ideas arrive like in the form men. of a dream. It's a little bit lighter. Like than men, jump up and say hello. Hello. It's been true. But I, that is a perfect setup, honestly, for the rest of the show. That that ideas come in a dream. I, I yeah. think so too. And it it's cool. it sets up Cooper. I think a little bit more makes him seem I, more sane. Yeah. Mm. I uh, here's the thing, the opening scene of next week's episode, is my favorite opening scene of this show, and of like every season of everything, and. Wow. I'm just excited for us to watch it. Brad, do you have anything to say about that intro? I Kenna, do you have, have had several <laughs> times where ideas for like either short stories or like full on of, of the like of the three in my life, I have like tried at some point to write three different screenplays and two of those came from dreams yeah of the three and the third one's nonfiction, you know so yeah. it's like yeah and everything comes from ideas i think that there's like i won't go on this for too long but if you have an idea and you don't act on it that's the only way for that thing to exist yeah. you know and there's such a power that comes from and david lynch has kind of talked about this before but like if you have an idea and you're able to like somehow pull that down, whether it's in writing or in painting or in whatever creative thing that you like doing, like you're pulling something out of like the ether and out of nothing. And it's a really like rewarding process. Can any thoughts? Mm, I just, I like the tone of this one a lot better than the other ones. I was really stressed yeah. out with the first two. I was like, ah, it's, it's, happen? it's a fun soap opera. But, yeah. This it's a one, fun soap opera. This one's a lot lighter in a way. <clears throat> it's just as much mysterious as the other yeah, ones. But. Totally. Well, it's starting to connect though a little bit more. <coughs> I think, yeah, which it, takes this relieving. Yeah, like the stress out a little oh, bit. Oh, just like, you wait. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. We're gonna. I'm gonna play us out. And we're gonna have a little small chat while we get out of here. I do too. I really want donuts right now. I really want donuts. I actually right now. don't it's like cherry pie. I don't. I don't get the. High I love cherry pie. I like berry pie. You've never berry. had yeah, a good berry. cherry pie. I don't like cherries. Well, okay, wait. I can't eat. What kind of cherry goes in a cherry pie? Is it like a maraschino cherry? I don't no, think it's, so. It they're from a can. Right? Yeah, Fun that's fact. a maraschino cherry. The ones in the syrup and the. But it's. Yeah. I don't think it's those though. Maraschino cherries come in a jar. I'm Fun fact. Like canned. The actual R&R diner, which is called Tweets Cafe in Washington. Wow! It, uh, the, uh, it was loud. Um, what? Tweets Cafe 
they made pies for the crew when they were filming up in Washington. They were like, every day I have to give them tons of pies. And they would be eating. And the, the cherry pie wasn't the most popular. I think it was like the peanut butter chocolate. Oh, yeah. 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 Speaking of peanut butter chocolate, I found the best thing that race has created. 